Welcome back to the 750. I am your ORG Ochoa. He is your 75 two time Super Bowl champion, college football Hall of Famer, and nice enough to record this earlier than usual. The one and only Tony Casillas TC. What up? I'm doing good. You know, the show revolves around you, brother. So I'm just, uh, you know, I'm just along for the ride. Glad I could, uh, you know, glad I could uh, work it, you know, on your schedule. So anytime, man, anytime. It does revolve around me. You know, the very first podcast I ever had was called the RG Ochoa Show. There is a Tony Casillas show. Everybody should go check it out. Jimmy Johnson, latest Pro Football Hall of Famer, a recent guest. Good job over there, Tony. Um, we are, just so everybody knows, full disclosure, peek behind the curtain, recording this on Monday afternoon. The Cowboys are off on Monday. They will be off on Tuesday. They canceled the practice in favor of a mock game. Uh, I have a dentist appointment on Tuesday morning when everyone's listening, so Tony was nice enough to jump early early but that being said tony uh what did you think of the hall of fame induction and everything that happened over the weekend i thought it was tremendous i i, I really i thought it was interesting and it was a good thing that they shortened everyone's speech to six minutes but um it had a little bit of everything nostalgia uh as you it, you talk about the you know players uh that got inducted for the dallas cowboys and you got the contemporary players uh the peyton mannings of, of the of the NFL world. Um, but I think it was great. I think it's always, it's always awesome to be able to see the accomplishments and how emotionally that moment would be. And I kind of, I was regretting that I was, I was actually going to go to Canton for the, the ceremony, but um, what had happened is I really didn't get a RSVP from a lot of other guys that were going to go. So, and I had some stuff going on, but then when I start watching, I'm like, man, damn, I should have been there. But um, nevertheless, uh, it was great to see just all the the players and you know, as I mentioned, just different, you know, from the Cliff Harris's to the Drew Pearsons to Peyton Manning, uh, his humor. And I thought it was interesting when he well, that was great when he said, you want me to uh, do a six minute speech and talk about my football career. And so I, it was great. It was really cool. It's always it's always fascinating to see the people's speeches and what 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 they may say. Peyton was my favorite. Um, it felt really presidential, like a like a an address of sorts. Uh, and it was really uh, I saw Rich Eisen uh, or he made this note right afterwards, like Peyton had all those photos like perfectly timed. You know what I mean? Like in his speech, like there was somebody was on some sort of PowerPoint or something, some Google slide and just like rolling through the photos as Peyton was like, you know, rolling right along. So that was really cool. Obviously awesome to see Cliff Harris and Drew Pearson. I have to imagine it was emotional for you. There was a lot of 90s Cowboys nostalgia over the internet last week, Tony. Uh, I did want to get your thoughts on, obviously, Jimmy going to the Hall of Fame. He did not say, how about them Cowboys? I feel like everybody thought that was going to happen. It didn't happen. But um, your thoughts on Jerry saying that Jimmy is going into the ring of honor. I have some thoughts, but I'm curious what your takeaway is. Uh, now that you mentioned that, I guess everyone's going to have to watch my podcast because he may oh. or may not have said that. So you'll have to watch. It's uh, be on Thursday, the 12th. Good tease. Look at that. Tony is so versatile. Now at the professional well, teases. Know, I, I, it's it's not that hard. You know, I have to do it. <laughs> but anyway, uh, you kind of set me up on that. Um, well, I, I think it was just the love fest that started the, you know, on the, you know, the Hall of Fame game whenever they had him and Jimmy on the set with Troy. And I thought it was just really cool to, to be able to – and it's long overdue. Um, it's something that needs to be done. And I thought it was great. So, well, are we going to do it while I'm alive? Um, 
And I think that that's kind of what people really, as you get older, you want to make sure both these guys are around to be able to celebrate and respect each other. Um, for whatever reason, the, the fact it's been over 20 years and he still he hasn't gone into the Pro Football Hall of Fame, especially the Ring of Honor, that's really a, a, a shame. But there's a lot of players that were that that are worthy of that. I'll tell you what's interesting. I went out to an event. It was, uh, and I posted on my social media. Uh, this is kind of the story related to Jimmy. Um, uh, it was a fan, fan appreciation. And what they do is they bring some of the alumni players back to sign autographs. They didn't do it last year, but. This was, on, this was on Saturday, right? At AT&T Stadium. AT&T Stadium. It's a fan, fan, man. And the fans are just so amped up. I mean, they're so ready for football and it's great to be amongst them and everything. But uh, Everson Walls was there before I was signing. And it was interesting. He told me, he said, Tony, uh, I got a call from Jimmy Johnson. I said, well, what did he say? He says, he apologized. I said, what did he apologize? He apologized for cutting me. Because mm. as you know, Everson was there. And, and, and I think he said he apologized to Jack Del Rio. And I think he apologized to another player. But I think that that's kind of what you got with this whole ceremony. And the quality, you know, he, he made reference to Wayne Huizingas, uh, you know, quality time, um, quality time left, QTL. Um, so it was interesting that he just kind of made peace with all these people that he felt like that he betrayed or really did something that felt like that it wasn't appropriate now and it was at the time. So, but to back to the, the whole Jerry and Jimmy, I think it's great to see those guys because it needs to be done ASAP. There's no doubt about it. And there's no, there would be no franchise worth $6.5 billion had Jerry not had Jimmy and Jimmy not had Jerry. So I think they're, they're good with that now. I agree. So first of all, uh, you're right. Jimmy's speech was so much based around the QTL, um, which is interesting. And a lot of that, I think, is just like life, like like, get, like obtaining wisdom. Um, you know, like Calvin Johnson is one of the youngest Hall of Famers ever. You know, be, you know, he's under the age of 35. And as an example, and, and I'm not trying to defend the Detroit Lions, but, you know, he he has gone out of his way to spurn them whenever he can. You know what I mean? In, in any opportunity, he yeah. did not thank them in his speech. And so my point is like just a different stage of life that, that he's at versus where Jimmy's at uh, with regards to making amends with the Everson Walls and the Jack Dorios, et cetera. Um, so that really is interesting. And and we did, we have obviously seen that in different spades with Jerry too, talking about how he messed up with Jimmy and whatnot. Um, so I don't want to like ruin the, you know, uh, like atonement theme that we're talking about here. But I actually kind of, I, I was hyped when I first saw it during the Hall of Fame game on Thursday. And I've, I talked about this on Monday's episode of the Ocho on our daily update. And I wrote about it um, at the site. But when I actually kind of thought about it and the initial like, you know, that's awesome washed over me. I feel like we didn't really learn anything, you know, like I feel like we already knew whether Jerry had said it or not, that Jimmy had to go into the ring of honor, right? Like now that he's in the hall of fame, you can't keep him out of the ring of honor. Like that makes, that only makes you look bad if you're Jerry. He also didn't even say when it was going to happen. You're right. It has to happen ASAP, but so when, and the other thing was when the Cowboys had their first press conference at Knoxville, right before you got there and you were off gallivanting in California yourself, Jerry specifically was asked about this and said, I don't want to take away from, 
you know, Jimmy's Hall of Fame weekend by talking about the Ring of Honor. And then literally five minutes before the Hall of Fame game decides to do just that. So I was thinking about it, Tony. But he was asked that. I don't think sure. it was Jerry bringing it up. I well, they it. set it up like because, you know, Kurt Menefee was like, oh, do you want to are we making an announcement here? You know, like it, there was a little orchestration yeah, I, I, I formality there. I guess you could say that. But I don't I think that they just want they want to see this relationship, uh, whatever animosity or the story, it, it, it was bigger than it really should have been. And, and when you talk to, you talk to Jimmy, I, I think it was just both of them. And I'm not defending Jerry and I'm not defending Jimmy, but I know Jimmy is a guy that, and he, he said it in his speech is always just focus on work and that's it. There's nothing else. That's it, you know. Right. I thought what he said about his sons was yeah. was really powerful too. Right. Right. So and, and that's you know when he said he never got a chance, never watched one of his sons' football games. I mean, that brought tears to my eyes. And I said, my son was right there. And I think, could you imagine that you're a workaholic and you missed all that? So I think sometimes when you get to that part of your life in anything, when you're working your ass off and you're focused, you kind of lose sight of what everything else is going around. And some people are like that and some people compartmentalize that. But I don't, I don't think, I think both of them realize they're both, you know, Jerry's 77 and uh, Jimmy's 78 and you're in the fourth quarter of your life. So, but I think that they respect each other enough. But, sure. But I'm just saying like. Talk about RJ and more, and it is a story, but I think the fact that he got into pro football hall of fame before he did the ring of honor, I think, honestly, he is fine with that. I don't think the Cowboy Nation is fine with that because it gives us something to talk about, the media, because of the whole relationship and what happened and how many championships would they have won if they would have been able to coexist together. But I think, honestly, I think Jimmy is good with it. I mean, I really do. Maybe 10 years ago, he may have not been. But I think as he's gone long run in his life, he's like, you know, look, you could see, you could see the emotion it's in his eyes. You never see Jimmy Johnson emotional like that. To be around the dude and see him tear up and just be very, just, uh, just, you know, all like uh, just happy and giddy about something. You never saw that side of Jimmy. I, I mean, again, I don't. I'm not at all trying to take away from it. I'm just saying. I love that Jerry is willing to make amends and I love that Jimmy's fine with it. You're right. He's fine with the path. This is all taking, but if Jerry's going to come out and, and make headlines and say, well, he's going into the ring of honor at this point with how long it's been, we need to know when, and we need to know when, because this is a unique situation. It's not just any person going into the ring of honor because obviously there's, you know, I mean, you've been there obviously when they induct people in the ring of honor, like it's a thing, right? Like at, at games, they have them go out on, on the yard line, on the 50 yard line at halftime, they give them their blue blazer. They, they unveil their name, whatever that happens during Cowboys games. Well, generally Cowboys games are on Sundays. Jimmy has a job, right? Like Jimmy has a job at Fox. So you can't have Jimmy leave Fox and go to your Cowboys game, you know, Sunday afternoon at noon when you play the whoever, you know what I'm saying? When you host the Falcons. So I was looking at this and there's really only one day that makes sense this year. And it's week three when the Cowboys host the Eagles on Monday night football. That's it, because the other games or other home games are all either on Sundays or on Thanksgiving. And obviously on Thanksgiving, Fox also has a pre and post game show. And so 
Monday night football week three, that would be an awesome time. So my point is like, I just want to hear, you know, I just want to know when it's going to happen. Cause if you're going to tell people all that, you're going to put that carrot out there. Cause you're right. The most important thing here is Jimmy and Jerry and their piece that they're making with each other. But you said it yourself. I mean, Cowboys fans are equally invested in all of this. And so if you're going to go out and you're going to say on the Hall of Fame game and tell everybody while you're wearing your gold jacket, oh, he's going to the Ring of Honor, then tell us when. Because if not, you're just you're just guilty of trying to make headlines. You know what I mean? I'll tell you when it's going to happen. It's going to be a two for one. Whenever they find a day to on his schedule when it's when it's when it works for, for, for Jimmy to be able to come back and like they'll recognize him in front of the fans or going to pro football hall of fame, I guarantee you that's when it's going to happen when he goes in the ring of honor. I mean, it makes sense. It'll be something that that Jerry can capitalize on. Yep. Get, you know, get ratings and everything. So it's going to happen. It's going to be a short announcement, but I guarantee it. It will be, it'll be a surprise, but it won't be a surprise because people may not even mention the ring of honor. We're going to celebrate Jimmy getting in the pro football sure. hall of fame where he gets a jacket and he gets present, they present him his ring. Right. They, the hall of fame ring. Right. So he'll come back for that. And then the prelude will be, he will get in, in, inducted in the ring of honor. So it'll be a two for one. Um, this is a weird question. And I've always wanted to ask somebody this and you're the perfect person. Um, I feel like a hall of fame ring. I mean, it's cool. Don't get me wrong, but I can't name anybody or I can't think of any person who would rather have a hall of fame ring than a super bowl ring. You know what I mean? Like when I think of the Hall of Fame, like I think of your gold jacket, bronze bust. That's awesome. And it's cool that you get the ring. Don't get me wrong. But like if I was if I was somebody who had both, like, a lot, you know, a lot of people obviously have both the Hall of Fame. I would never wear that Hall of Fame ring. I mean, no disrespect to the Hall of Fame, but it just it is nowhere near a Super Bowl ring to me. I don't know. It's like you're immortal. That's what they immortality, the, the way they talk about the whole. And, and look, for someone that played and I started thinking and, and I'm by, I was like, damn, wouldn't that be the moment to be able to be? inducted in the Pro Football Hall of Fame because it's such an elite group. And then I started thinking, well, this is this is this is the offsets at you know going to the Super Bowl and have rings and be able to celebrate that. But I don't know if you've seen this the Pro Football Hall of Fame rings, but they're pretty spectacular. They got a lot of bling to them. They look like Yeah, but your yours is still a thousand times better Super Bowl ring this year. I mean that's ridiculous. I mean I feel I feel like uh, you know we were deprived of not having that big of a ring but ours was big back there but it, the, the point is is that I guess that's the you know if you're not going to be able to play in a Super Bowl and a Super Bowl ring the, what's the next best thing sure or what's yeah. it's it's being a member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame and and some guys don't even get a sniff of being having a chance to play in a Super Bowl let alone win it so I think if you ask each player I mean that'd be a great question you're asking me would I rather have a Pro Football Hall of Fame a Super Bowl ring Man, I'd love I'd love to have both. <laughs> uh, I have two. Everybody can have both. Just like I, not everybody can go, you know, being a member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Or and and that's a great question. What's harder to achieve, the Pro Football Hall, excuse me, the Pro Football Hall of Fame, or being a Super Bowl champ? I have two last ring related questions, and then we'll get to Hard Knocks because obviously the season premieres today. Um, the first question is, which ring do you wear more? I wear the back to back. Is it, is it like what is do you just like the way it fits more is it do you think it's prettier like is it just it's like it better because i just it's bigger and it represents some more okay um, that makes sense smaller um and i don't really usually wear both of them um i just wear one of them um 
So I think that, and I've had bad experiences with, with one before. I used to let, I let people try one on and excuse me, one of the diamonds came out and it cost me like a thousand dollars to replace one of the diamonds. So, oh my gosh. but they're not as big as they are. You look right. at the Tampa Bay ring. I, I mean, how much that's, they'll take up. That's almost like a brass like a fist. Yeah. Set, right. Um, so that brings to me to my other question. And I, <laughs> people have heard me, the people have listened to me forever know that I, how I feel about this, but since we're on the subject, I can't help myself, but ask. Um, so if I was on the Buccaneers this year, obviously I would, or last year, I would have been super pumped, got my ring. Awesome. Right. I think it's so stupid when the ring has all of the Lombardi trophies that the franchise has won. So obviously this was the Bucks' second Super Bowl in franchise history. So they put like two, you know, things to denote that. That's dumb to me because nobody on last year's Bucks team was on the 2002 Buccaneers. Like you mentioned, you wear the back-to-back one. That's badass because you can look at that and you're like, hell yeah, I won both of these. You know what I mean? Not everybody on the 93 team can say that, but still like the majority of players could. So Mm -hmm. like my, my thing is like, say actually win the Cowboys win a Super Bowl this year. If the ring had six Lombardi trophies on there, that would be dumb to me because nobody on there won the other five. Does that make sense? Like, you know, I think the best rings are when it's just the team logo to me. I think the best thing is to put the big, you know, the Sapphire diamonds, the bigger ones in there represents like if you have four, then four di- big diamonds and five or six. Yeah, if you want to do something small to like yeah. know how many that the franchise has, I'm fine with that. But I, some teams put like little trophies on there. You know what I mean? That's weird to me because the, the, like Tom Brady's Patriots rings are cool for him because he's won all of them. You know what I mean? But like, Whoever, you know, not everybody has won all of those is my point. Well, I just think it just got to rep- represents the franchise of what they've won. And unfortunately for Dallas, it's been so long we have to go back to that. But I really think I love the Stanley Cup. I love the fact that they put everyone's name on there. Yeah. It'd be great to almost do that to the Lombardi trophy. Everyone gets their name on the trophy. I mean, you can't, you know, you, you, you can't change the, the, the trophy and, and how it's been present, uh, presented for all these years. And, but I, to me, that would be great to have everyone's everyone that's won a Super Bowl have their name inscripted on the on the on the Lombardi Trophy. I always think the Stanley Cup would be great, man. Uh, I agree. Uh, they did change the conference championship trophies. Those suck. The old ones were awesome. The like the flat the one that looked like a cake. You know what I'm talking about with the top. Yeah, you're talking order. about the is that the AFC one or is that the well, they, they they both used to look like a cake and then they had like a little thing on top. And yeah, now, it's, now, now it looks like a little football, you know, like with the with the inside hollowed out. I don't like that one as much. It looks yeah, like an it looks like an iron. That's what it looks like. Yeah, it's a little bit. I, I think they're trying to make it a little bit more contemporary, but mm, that's I think I think the Stanley Cup. I think that's the I think that should be the modern day version for a lot of trophies. But anyway, agreed. Okay, so uh, it's Tuesday, even though Tony and I are recording on Monday, and the Cowboys have been off for a couple of days, so news has kind of simmered. But tonight, the news will be popping, Tony, because Hard Knocks premieres. For everyone who's listening, we will have a live show on the Blog and the Boys YouTube channel. As soon as the episode is over, we will also podcast that for you as well if you don't get a chance to watch live. Uh, but we'll be talking about what we see tonight on Hard Knocks from HBO. Tony, we have some odds that we're going to roll through that Bet Online released on Monday. So the first is whether or not the Cowboys will have a better season than the last time they were on Hard Knocks. In 2008, when the Cowboys were last on the show, they went 9-7. and seven. So they would need 10 wins this year to cover. Remember, there are now 17 games. Uh, the odds for that happening are minus 140. Would you take that? Do you think the Cowboys get 10 wins? 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think I, I'll take that. Um, yeah. And look, I don't, I don't know this, this, the, the, uh, the hard knock spell, if you will, uh, of the team. It's kind of like the Madden cover, uh, whatever players on there. They seems to me that that season, the upcoming season is like <laughs> kind of a debacle, but I mean, there's one more game and I think that they can. Yeah. So I, I'm, I think I'm all over it. I'll, I'll, I'll take that back. Okay, cool. Uh, that one's kind of the, the longest play. Next one, um, as I uh, swallow my frappuccino that I told you I got before we started. Um, when I never will... drink coffee after, after 10 o'clock in the morning. That's because your body's a machine. My body's a mess, so that's why I can do it. If anyone uh... needs energy, <laughs> the old man needs more energy. <laughs> um, okay, when will America's team be said? On or before the 10-minute mark is minus 150. After the 10 minute mark is plus 110. What do you think? Slam dunk that it's going to be mentioned before the 10 minute mark. But do you think, like, I think it's cheating if, if like, the narrator says it? You know what I mean? Like, because if, if the narrator comes in and is like America's team, that, that counts, but that's cheating to me. I like, if, to me, it would be a more authentic hit if we got like a like a shot of Zeke at the beach and he's like America's team. You know that would feel real to me. But so but so I guess my question, since you think it happens, do you think it's the narrator or you think it's somebody actually associated with the team? I think it's a narrator. It's it's part of the tag that goes into. It. I mean that's going to be the lead into it. America's team and hard knocks. I mean, it may be. I may take another side bet. It may be the first five minutes. It may take. <laughs> if you give me higher odds, I may take the first minute of the show. Uh, I agree. I also want to know if it counts, if it, if it's not said, but the text is on screen. Cause I think the text will definitely be, even if it's like a, a sign, like a fan of the sign, I could definitely see that happening. Um, next one, Tony, who will be shown first a Cowboys cheerleader. So it could be any cheerleader or Jerry Jones. The cheerleader is minus minus one fifty. Jerry is plus plus one ten. Cowboys cheerleader without a doubt. Mm, I think it's Jerry. I really do. I think I would, I honestly think Jerry might be like in the opening 30 seconds. Like not even, I didn't mean 30, like the opening 10 30. seconds. And I'm not yeah. trying to be sexist or anything. I'm just being, who's more pretty? I mean, who would you rather look at? Well, they might show Jerry like, and you know how he is. I mean, his helicopter. Well, he, may on, he may be on his yacht somewhere. That's a great point. Mm -hmm. So I think Jerry's getting shown first. Um, but this one is really interesting to me. Who will speak first? Dak Prescott is three to two odds. Zeke Elliott, two to one. CD Lamb three to one, and I don't know if the person who made these has ever seen Amari Cooper, but for whatever reason they put him on the list to speak first at seven to two odds. I haven't I, seen Amari Cooper, have you? Well, he's on the pup list, and so I mean, he's, well, I know I'm just saying we we haven't. Even, uh, I mean, yeah, the dude never talks. So yeah, regardless, he doesn't talk, but he's not even active. So we we haven't even seen him. So who speaks first then? If because you, you think you've just said. Uh, we see a Cowboys cheerleader before Jerry Jones. That's what you believe. Um, you also believe we'll see America's team be said probably by the narrator before, you know, in the first 10 minutes. So then of these players, who is the first to talk? Dak, well, I Zeke, think, I, I think the biggest story and the biggest principle in this, this movie, if you will, part is going to be Dak Prescott. And I think that that's, it's got to be that. So uh, what, do you think the speaking is like actually in hard knocks or do you think it's a flashback? Cause I could honestly see, the, the opening seconds being him getting hurt last year. Take him off the field of card. Mm -hmm. um, it's just going to be some aspect of it, whether he's speaking like, 
you know, from last season. And look, I mean, that's not part of the betting, my man. Hey, dude, it's you know, look. These are I don't make the rules. I, I mean, you well, know, no, I, no I, you're asking me. I, I just, <laughs> I just, I, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what's the context that's going to be said or text form or whatever. I don't. I, I think, I think that Prescott. I mean, would, don't you? Wouldn't you agree? So. If you have been not you, Tony, but if like you, the listener, have been following uh, Hard Knocks and NFL Films on social media, they've released some clips, you know, in the lead up to all this. And one of the clips, Tony, I don't know if you saw this, was Zeke looking for his room uh, there at the Marriott. And it's for anyone who hasn't been, it's kind of like an apartment complex is the yeah. best way I think to describe the hotel because all the, all the rooms are accessible like from the out. There's no lobby or anything. And so he's going from one to the other. He's looking. He's like, I can't find my room. So I could honestly see like that being the opening scene. You know what I mean? Zeke looking for his room. And then like, he's like, I found it. And then the do do do, you know, music kicks in. <laughs> Zeke lost. Yeah. Zeke lost in space. Um, I think that sounds good. You know what? I think you would be a very good producer and director for this. I mean, you know. So I think you're kind of looking in your, in your eyes in the directing aspect of it. But I got to go with Dak. The quarterback seems to me, and it's such a big was such a big story last year. It, it's going to be a huge part of this. So, on the subject of that, there are two specific Dak lines. Uh, the first one is will uh, or will a video of Dak's ankle injury be shown? So we talk. I think we both believe yes. Uh, yes is minus three hundred odds, and no is plus two hundred. Um, so I mean, you know. I'm going to go with no. Why? So you don't think they'll show the clip against the Giants after all? You just said you did, so now you've backtracked. Oh, I, I, oh you said about the injury. I thought you said about the x-ray. No, no, we'll get to the x-ray in a minute. Okay, just the okay. injury. So I'm looking at the next question. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, yeah, that's, that's a slam dunk. You're, but you're, you're right. No, they will definitely show him crying, and then, like, the way he, like, was biting yeah. the towel and everything, oh, like, yeah. they will absolutely show that. Yeah, that's, that's good theater. Wow. You, we could be – I'll be the director. You could be my producer. Um, you know what I mean? Like, well – Make a good hard knocks. Exactly. Uh, okay, so you, you hinted at it. There is another uh, line here. What will be shown first? The first option is a DAC ankle X-ray, which is minus 140, or uh, DAC's ankle surgery, which is even. Now, I don't know that we're going to see either of these things, honestly. Like, I, do you, I don't think they'll show us an X-ray. There's no way the Cowboys would do that or, or that they would allow that or that Mike McCarthy would allow that. And maybe, maybe we see a video of him, like, in the hospital bed afterwards. You know what I mean? Like, with his leg elevated and everything. Like, but I don't think we'll see any intimate footage of this. I, that's just me, though. I don't know about you. Um, I could probably see them looking at his x-ray after he had surgery and kind of show the whole um like it's like it's healed like once he's right. healing right okay post-op mm-hmm. maybe that um but i don't think they need to show the first the, the x-ray before he has it done because we already know what happened yeah that's true so i just think it shows where he's at and how it's healed and like cowboy nation you don't have to worry about anything yeah, that's the reason why they paid him $40 million. He's making $75 million the first year. He's fine. He's a bionic man. So if they're going to show it, it's going to be more after post. So uh, let me let me kind of set this up then. Maybe the first scene, maybe the first person to speak or first person to be seen isn't Jerry or a cheerleader or a Dak. Maybe it's it's his surgeon, right? And it's it's like a conversation with his surgeon, and he and and it's just like the surgeon in the room, and he shows the X-ray, the post-op X-ray. He's like, 
you know, in my 27 years as a medical professional, I'd never seen anybody whose ankle was, you know, more broken than Dex, you know what I mean? And now you look at it, he's got the ankle of a, of a 23 year old, you know, he's like, what, you know what I mean? And he's just like going to the medical mumbo jumbo and he's telling us all this, whatever. And like, he's like, I, you know, to say he's going to make a full recovery is, is, is an understatement. His, he's got an ankle of, of a machine now. And then they're like, you know, like I could yeah, totally see that being the first yeah, just, you know, getting out of the, getting off the cart and run on the field and right. Oh man. Great point. Thank it. What was that point? What was it when he was going through the healing process and he was, Zeke was making fun of the way he was walking and then he started, you know. Oh, that's right. During OTAs, he was out there. That's a good call too, dude. So I'm thinking that may be used just because he was just giving a hard time, giving shit about that. But I think it's more going to be, look, if you're you're a producer, you want some drama, right? Because this is Mm -hmm. all Hollywood, right? So they're going to depict the best parts, but that's what I'm saying. I'm thinking like, you know, the point is, is like, Oh yeah, you're, you're having this, this conference with, you know, Dak and you're looking at the x-ray and the doctor's like shaking his head. I don't know. I don't know if you ever come back and he goes, yeah, I will watch me. Oh dude. Oh my gosh. And I'm going to be one of the highest paid players. (laughs) I'm going to be the highest paid athlete in the world this year. You know, that might actually, first of all, holy crap, that sounds amazing. Uh, but second of all, I've that might like that. <laughs> that might be the first scene though. Is is the foot like we? I feel like we've come up with some really good examples, but maybe the first scene is footage of him at the press conference when he got paid, right? Like the the first thing we see is uh is the local media filing into the star. You know what I mean? Like they're in the lobby. And, J- and Jerry Jones sitting down and he's like, it's a great day. You know, we're, you know, and we're here to celebrate. And then we see the the video of Dak signing the contract in Jerry's office. You know, I'm like, that could be the first scene. And then, then they tell the Dak story and then they head on out to California. I could totally say I love that. the narrator, the guy that does, he's got the great voice that does all the hard knocks. I can mm-hmm. see him. So, well, let's see how he got there. And then they show the whole injury and everything else. And they go back to that. Uh, that's a great man. That's a good theory there. I think that that's yeah. I think that there's a lot of possibilities in, in the first hard, hard knocks. Uh, the last line from our friends at Bet Online: Who will speak first? Mike McCarthy is minus two hundred, and Jerry Jones is plus one fifty. I don't know about you, Tony, but Jerry Jones feels like easy money right there. Yeah, I got to go with Jerry. Uh, <laughs> he's he's got to. He can't help himself, and that's a good thing, right? I mean, who did they hear from, Mike McCarthy or, or – you know what? It may be something in the offseason, like before the season, that Mike McCarthy says or – but, I mean, he does – Jerry does the State of the Union address, and, and, and so I got to think that when he does the – I got another question for you. It could always be him admitting the relationship with, with Jimmy and saying, I effed up. Oh, and what's the odds that'll be said during hard knocks? So that is absolutely making it in. And um, I said this on um, I forget where I said this, but I said it on the podcast recently. But in case somebody didn't hear it, um, I saw a tweet from Michael Galkin of the Dallas Morning News. The joint practice against the Rams will not be in tomorrow's or today's episode. Again, today, uh, this episode, our episode is going out on Tuesday, the day of the of hard knocks. 
the joint practice. So the fight we saw with Aaron Donald and Connor Williams, that won't be until next week because you mentioned it, Tony, there's a lot to cram into this. We, cause they're going to, they're definitely going to show like them landing in California. You know what I mean? Like we got to see the the land. We got to see all that stuff. Them getting to the Marriott. We got to see some practice stuff. They got to throw in the state of the union and Jerry saying he messed up. They got to throw in some practice footage. They got to throw in Dak getting injured. They got to throw in the hall of fame game. You know, like there's a lot of crap to fit in. Like there's it's, it's an hour with no commercials, but that's a lot. And so I, I mean, I, I understand why they're not going to include the the joint practice until next week, but, uh, but yeah, we didn't even talk about that. The Dak muscle strain, they're going to, that is going to be the most dominant story throughout the entire episode. Yeah, which is another topic that we need to. He hasn't even. He hasn't thrown what in a week now, so I don't know. Been a little bit longer, yeah. Yeah, it seems like it's been a long time that he's. I did see him throw a football to one of the fans, which was nice and cute, and I love that. But uh, and look, I just I don't know. I don't think. I hope we don't have to look into this more. I mean, I know it's a look into it where it'd be a concern, but it's just I don't know. I I would I would have thought that. They give him rest because of his because of his ankle that was shattered. But now it's more of his shoulders. But it's it's fatigue. But you know what? I, that's obviously going to be the, the storyline whenever he's not he's not practicing. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like I don't know that Mike McCarthy is going to speak at all. You know what I mean? Like I could. This is going to be the Dak show, the Jerry show, maybe the Jimmy show. A little bit of the preseason game. They're definitely going to show the Micah Parsons fumble recovery, and then we're going to hear from Micah. You know, so like, in I think the main characters are going to be Dak. Jerry, Micah Parsons, a little bit of Jimmy because they're going to include the Jerry quote about how he messed up. And then I guess maybe Mike McCarthy, but they also got to include Zeke. You know what I mean? And they got to show some of the CD lamb catches. I mean, there's a lot to get to here. Man, also- there's a lot, there's a lot to go around in this. And, and I mean, if that's what you, if you, if you want to watch a lot of this stuff, that's kind of not irrelevant, but stuff that's uh, pretty sensational, that would be CD lamb and watching all his catches and, and look, they don't – and that's one thing about the hitting aspect of it. That's why the Rams, the whole the, – the the fight, you know, that broke out between Aaron right. Donald and right. Connor Williams. I mean, shout out to Connor Williams for being a tough SOB and not putting Seriously. up the, the dude's crap, right? I mean, that's what they need more. Uh, they need more of that. So, you got to – there's nothing – it's always – fights are always, are, are always TV worthy when they break out, for, for sure. Uh, I have three final questions for you. One, what's the most intense training camp fight you ever got in? Oh man, I tell you what, I think uh, I think the one with Kevin Gogan. I think I got in. I got into a lot of them. Um, <laughs> Steve Wisniewski used to play for the Raiders. We used to do a, 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 a practice versus the Raiders. They come. They come to freaking the hot ass St. Edwards in Austin, where it's one hundred four. And so we'd always go at it with those dudes, the offensive line, because he held and he was just a dirty player. Um, but I think I got one. I think maybe Kevin Gogan or John Giesick. I, You know, the thing about it is when you go into – you start fighting, you just go into this rage and you don't really think about what you're doing. It's a violent rage. And you just get mad because you're irritable because you're tired of being out there. You're tired of beating up against each other and you're tired of their, their craft and they're tired of yours. And then five breaks out. That's it. But yeah, yeah, I, the holding aspect. Of it. But the Raiders itself, man, we hated those dudes because they were they were dirty and we didn't like them. 
Oh, yeah. dude, and it was super hot outside, and they were wearing black. You know what and I mean? They were, like they were yeah. they were getting beat up in the sun, and then just you know, antagonizing, man. Just like like, dude, I don't want, don't don't mess with me. I'm I'm I, you know I'm not in the mood for that. Um, so my second to last one for you is this is an interesting episode for you specifically to watch. What if your daughter's on hard knocks? Did you ever think about that? I told her, I said, you need to sneak out there a little bit and get some airtime. Um, um, I, so this is so funny. And people that hadn't lived and listened to our show, my daughter's doing an internship for the Cowboys in marketing. And she, she went out there, I don't know, the, this sort of last week, obviously, but she went out there the 13th of August or 12th of August. So that hasn't even right. happened yet. You mean July? Oh, July. I'm sorry. My bad. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> in July. Um, so, um, so the first two days they went out there, she was a mulch layer. All of them were mul- laying mulch. So they, I would be, I would be, I, I would be just so uh, entertained that they caught the interns <laughs> laying all the mulch. Because if you go out there, when we went out there. It's everywhere. It's like in these staging areas in the VIP where they make it nice and make a little garden and yeah, rose, uh, rose, you know, flower beds and everything. And in the bathroom, it's a, it's a ported, it's a portive uh, potty or ported uh, bathroom, and they have about five inches of of, of uh, mulch that was laid there, and that's what Sophia did. But the picture she sent us of her her shoes and everything, she's like crying. I'm like, hey, you know what? You gotta pay your dues, baby. <laughs> well, uh, if, if, there it, is... if that made the cutting floor, that would be tremendous. I mean, she would just go nuts if that's what they showed, <laughs> her. and her their shoes that are all dirty and no gloves. I'm like, you know, that's just what you got to do, man. You're the grunt. Well, hey, uh, girl. Yeah, she's she's the rookie. Respect. Uh, hopefully, there's some mulch laying that uh, that made the cut. <laughs> uh, so, uh, since you are obviously going to be watching this, everyone's going to be watching this. What is you? This is different than a game, right? Like if you're watching a football game, you got some food. It's wings. It's pizza. It's beers. It's burgers. It's brats, hot dogs, whatever. What's your? Because this is also it's nine o'clock. You know what I mean? So like you got to be careful. You can't eat something too spicy. You know what I mean? You don't want to be up too long. So like, what's your ideal? Maybe it's a bowl of ice cream. Maybe it's a bowl of cereal. Like, what's your go-to hard knocks meal or snack? Well, it used to be a bunch of junk food, but since I'm on this diet, uh, this wellness <laughs> diet with the NFL alumni, I'm on this Octavia diet. Um, I'm probably not gonna be eating anything. If you had to eat something, what would it be? Oh, it would be cheddar popcorn. Cheddar popcorn, oh my, like out of oh a yeah. out of a tin cheddar. in the 1990s. No, I'm just talking about. You ever had the smart popcorn? The yeah, I guess tin? that's what I like. That's that, you asked me that <laughs> in almonds. Man, you know what? And let me tell you, you talk about not eating anything spicy before you go to bed. Don't eat that <laughs> right before bed because your stomach the whole. I'm just saying, and if especially you're married, I'm just saying. <laughs> Make sure you take some gas X or something else. But yeah, that would, that's my go-to thing. Um, okay. I, what are you going to have tonight? A couple I of mean, hot dogs. So nachos, well, on it. I, I'm probably going to have. Wings. So normally my late night go-to is like a bowl of cereal. That's what I like. I want to sit down on the couch, you know, with a big, and I want to put it like up on my chest, you know what I mean? And eat it like a caveman. You know what I'm saying? A bowl of what? um like a bowl of cereal like and i want to oh, put like, like, if i'm laying on my back oh, yeah. and i don't want to move too far from the mic but then Wait, let me say so you're gonna go it's it's yours is probably somewhat a lot of sugar right 
Nah, uh, strawberry oh. strawberry mini wheats, dude. Those are the best. Oh, Cause, gosh. dude, because the little the little mini wheats they pick up milk. So then you know, like they soak the milk up. So when you eat one, it's like an explosion every time. It's awesome. But you know what? Uh, I got news for you. It's got just as much sugar as Captain Crunch. That's okay. I I'm I, got I a lot of fiber I, in it though. That's true too. <laughs> uh, so, but tonight. Since it's like the big first episode, you know, you brought up nachos. That doesn't sound half bad. Maybe a Whataburger. Like, I'll, I'll always, uh, always lean back on a Whataburger, and I'll be totally fine. I have to door dash that. Um, have you had the new Pico de Gallo burger from Whataburger? No, I have. You know, I haven't had a Whataburger. First of all, my honey biscuits is my favorite, man. Dude, they're good. But, I mean, that's like saying, you know, you went to Italy and had a calzone. Like, you go for a pizza. You know what I'm saying? Um <laughs> So no, I'm just saying, I, I just haven't, yeah, I haven't been out late. It's been a long time since I've been out late night. You know, I usually get the taquitos and the sauces and the bun, but no, I have not tried that. I guess I'm going to have to. You keep talking about all this food, and I'm like, dude, you're killing me. Well, it's going to be fun. Whoever's watching, however you're watching, like I said, we will be streaming live on the Blog and the Boys YouTube channel to talk about how they showed a ton of Dak Prescott, a ton of Jerry Jones, and how they did all the things that Tony and I said they were going to do because we would be excellent directors. I think we, we could I definitely direct sure. a movie. We've got to keep our, we gotta, we gotta our uh, betting sheet, okay? It Ooh. won't be hard to keep. That's true. Uh, we'll definitely be on that. Agreed. I think there was a couple of them we disagreed on. Yeah, I, I'll remember. I'll go, I'll go back and listen. I'll write them all down. Um, and so, uh, yeah. Oh, very last thing. Uh, Tony and I generally will sneak in a golf comment at the end of every episode. Huge congratulations to Abraham Answer from the Rio Grande Valley from Reynosa, Mexico. Got his first PGA Tour win on Sunday. Also, Tony, not only is Abraham awesome in all these ways, he is an Oklahoma Sooner. And he is an owner of a tequila company. Really cool dude, Abraham Answer. Very nice to you see know, him finally get his first You know what, thanks for bringing step. that up. I forgot because I've been thinking that the Sooners haven't been represented on the PGA Tour. And then Abraham, I forgot that he went to Oklahoma. And then the fact that he's from Mexico, he's from the Rio Grande, the, the, the Valley. Man, there's a lot of great things. He owns tequila. He's on tequila company. He's a really Man, cool dude. Got, that was, you know, that was a crazy playoff, though. I mean, oh, dude, yeah. Bryce Shambu, he just imploded. Looked like he had a roid rage, and then what was it? Harris was. I mean, it's just a lot of things that just. What was that whole? What? Who was the guy that had thirteen on that par three? Oh, um, I've lost it, but yeah, was it that Kevin? Was... So they were both. Did you see the on, on social media real quick? On social media, they said that. Both of them were on a plane, and they're all like, all they need now is John Daly so they can celebrate the most strokes on a par three. Did you see that? No, I did it not. It was Kevin uh, on. It was a guy yesterday that uh, that had a 13 on one of the par threes in a golf tournament. Wow. Well, um, <laughs> that's that's not how you want to roll, but uh, you're right. Way to go, Abraham. Seriously, dude. Yeah, um, you, man. Very cool um, that Abraham again. He's a tequila owner. Who like no. if you and if you haven't had a, a sip a flecha azul, Tony. I oh, is that a flecha azul? Is that what it, oh wow. Yeah. Uh, quick story. Um, he's from the Rio Grande Valley, so my dad is a huge fan of his. Just obviously nice. from the Rio Grande Valley. We had him on um, the radio in San Antonio, and I was still living there. And he was so cool. Father's Day was coming up, so I went and got. This was right before COVID happened. Um, and, uh, or like last year, I, I bought the bottle ahead of time and, um, I bought a bottle, asked him if he could sign it. We met up at TPC San Antonio, signed it. Happy father's day to my dad. Super awesome stuff. Super cool, dude. Uh, so actually now that I think about it, we need to crack open that bottle, that specific bottle since he just, yeah, I think it. so. We can do, uh, 
we can do uh, a Zoom. We can do our, our remote uh, cheers, if you will. That's right. So uh, congratulations to Abraham Answer. Congratulations to Sophia for putting in the work um, out in Oxnard, California. Uh, and congratulations to us, Tony, for doing a kick-ass podcast like always. Uh, yes, so I'll pat myself on the back and you too, brother. Uh, we will be back next Tuesday to get ready for Hard Knocks episode numero dos. Until then, everybody have yourselves a great week. Enjoy the episode tonight. We'll see you on YouTube. Uh, this was the 750.